Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. Quickly into the Ashley Five Floors text line before we hook up with Louis DeBrus. We were talking about mass and medical challenges. Uh, and the fact that we may get to a point here where it could be close to mandatory. Cam has uh, texted and said, Bob, as a person with cerebral palsy, I cannot wear a mask. Uh, Dave has texted the show to say, COPD, 55% lung capacity, some masks I can't wear. Another texter, homeschooler Doug, says, Bob, my son is a high-function autistic and cannot wear a mask. Only recently has he become more comfortable, and it's taking us some time to get them to wear one. Thanks for supporting those marginalized kids. And one more text uh, comes into us from uh, Tomcat, who says, Bob, what is your take on radio stations in Calgary taking shots at Edmonton being a potential hub? Well, Tomcat, I didn't hear. I don't listen to uh, radio stations in Calgary. Uh, I know a couple of the guys that work in that market. Uh, you know, I I don't really see those guys as guys that would just, for the sake of taking shots, go to low-hanging fruit. Uh, we've discussed this before. Guys that belittle other markets for the sake of only belittling the market and not having a serious conversation. That shtick is uh, akin to comedians that tell fart jokes. It usually reveals that there's a lack of overall depth in the show host. Uh, it is 12.37 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you, and we're going to bring aboard Louis Dabrowski. He's our headliner today. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. Louis, I hope you had a wonderful Canada Day. How are you doing? Doing fine, Bob, and yes, I did. Thank you very much. I hope you did, too, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, one, of, one of the things I want, you know, I'll tell you what happened here is... And we're on about the one or the two-yard line uh, for the situation here with Edmonton and Toronto being verified as the hub cities. And I brought up the fact that there's still, even once that gets announced, there still needs to be a lot that has to happen. The players have to uh, vote to support the combination of the return-to-play protocols and the new CBA. Ownership has to vote to support it. And then the other thing is we have to get to the place where the teams can come in to the hub cities and that's where the conversation of the mass started from just because of the challenges that they're having in several uh u.s markets now jake your son is in boston their numbers i did an event today with joe haggerty out of boston and uh, uh a zoom interview and i know their numbers have dropped they had a real bad initial surge they've got it under control uh, in Boston, their death rates have decreased substantially. Their case rates have started to decrease as well. 
But I can well imagine there is some nervousness, Louis, from players out there going back into some of the hot spots to return for training camp. It just it's logical, isn't it? Super logical. I mean, look at Jake, for instance, and that's the only one that I can speak of uh, personally knowing is that he's going from one of the safer places on the planet, supposedly, or in North America, for that matter, to one of the places that did have one of the highest spikes early on. But I can tell you this. He's been there for 10 days. He hasn't stepped foot in the facility. He hasn't stepped foot on the ice. He's been tested four times. He's waiting for that result to come back negative for the fourth time, and he's hoping that he can get on the ice for Friday, which is tomorrow. Um, for his first workout in skate. So it's not a smooth program there as well. But I will say, and I know I've, I've, I've read some, some you know, news articles and things about people that are very concerned about people coming into respective cities. If Edmonton does get selected as the hub, say it is verified. We believe it is, but it still has to be verified, still has to go through the chain of command. But the testing they're doing on these players is, is extreme. And rightfully so. And I, I heard you talking about masks beforehand. They wear masks to and from, in and out. Um, you know, they're really buckling down on this. They're making sure they're abiding a lot of rules, which they should be. And uh, let's put it this way: it's not fun. It's not great. You know, you, you, you're pretty much in a situation where this has to happen. And he was under the impression that he was going to be able to go in there and get in the, into the facility and train a little quicker, get on the ice a little quicker. But it's been 10 days, and he still hasn't touched the ice which I'm sure he's not too happy about, but that's the type of seriousness they're taking this with is they don't want to have an outbreak. They do not want to, they want to make sure the guys are doing the right things and they're testing them every second day. So um, I don't think that puts people at ease anymore. Just saying that they're going to take this very seriously. and They're going to do everything in their power to make sure that the guys, wherever they do go, when, by the time they get there, um, they'll have a very good beat on where, where the guys are and they'll test them quite a few times uh, before they move to any hub city. Well, the numbers in some other sports, yesterday in Dallas, Dallas FC, the soccer team, six separate players from their team tested positive. And again, we've seen throughout North America the death rates uh, decrease as obviously uh, we get more information and science gets deployed and uh, doctors get a better handle as to how to challenge which doesn't you know for those of you out there that have maybe lost I mean there's 15 deaths in Edmonton uh, over the course of the last 15 plus weeks just three in the last two months doesn't make it anybody easier for anybody that's suffered a loss due to COVID-19 but there seems no. to be a little bit better handle on it but the fact of the matter is Louie testing rates have increased in most jurisdictions and when that occurs, you're going to have more positive tests. This is just natural and, and uh, inherent with what uh, the CDC out of the United States said was going to happen. More testing, you're going to find more cases. It's it's just the severity of the test. It's got to be an extremely tricky thing for the National Hockey League and, for that matter, the NHLPA, Louie, to deal with. It's a very tricky thing, and it's something that I think is on their mind every day. And it's something that's the most crucial thing in my opinion we've talked about this at length building up to this when we were trying to figure out what the hub cities were going to be and we said all along that if they were actually talking about safety then Edmonton should be the number one pick with the hubs that were remaining there was no question it was it was just a real easy thing to decide it's come about that way it looks like in a different manner because they've eliminated other ones because of certain things but in saying that we're, we're at a very crucial time now period when it comes to this pandemic because there has been an uptick in places we're seeing a second wave 
of this virus going around and people are concerned again, which they should be. And I, I just, you know, listen, I've said, you know, my percentages as far as this going all the way and this actually happening have gone up to 70 percent, have been down to 30 percent. Right now I'm 50-50. I kind of hang around that ballpark because I really don't know. And there's a lot of things that still have to happen for this to go through. But I do know that they are moving forward. They're moving forward and they're taking the precautions. They're trying to figure it out on the go the best that they can. And there's going to be little bumps in the road, no question about that. But I agree with you in the sense that from right now until the time they get to the hub city is the most crucial time because they're still on their own programs. And that's why you're seeing positive tests in other sports and in the NHL in different situations because players don't have to abide by any rules once they're away from the rink. Um, I'm assuming that once they get to the hub cities, they'll be going everywhere as a team. That's just how I feel about it. I think they're going to be in a hotel. They're going to be together eating. They're going to be together going to the rink. They're going to be together going to the practice facility, whatever that is. Now, that doesn't 100% eliminate them from coming across somebody that's contaminated. I understand that. But it certainly minimizes that down to a a point where um, it, it would be unlikely for someone to get into that hub and give them the, give them the virus but they're going to be tested on a daily if not every second day basis they're going to do temperature gauges i mean they're going to do everything in their power to try and get ahead of this as much as possible make sure they're on top of it but uh yeah listen there's always going to be a question mark there bob um but we'll see i mean it looks like they are pushing real hard forward to make this happen and again we'll just see what happens but we're all sitting here waiting for this to unfold and i don't think anybody really knows how it's going to go i mean that's the big thing nobody has a clue how this is going to go down and uh, this is a first it's a first for everybody involved we're going to have Joe Haggerty on the show on Monday from Boston. He wrote a piece a couple days ago on, on the 30th crediting Gary Bettman for taking the most tactful approach of any of the uh, commissioners in any sport by waiting as long as they have to make the decision uh, as to where to play moving forward. Uh, Louis, how cha- uh, I mean, do you agree with that sentiment? I mean, this is not, I mean, we still don't have a final conclusion on this thing yet. Well, I mean, it looks really brilliant now, doesn't it? I mean, you look at it now and you see what's happened the last couple of weeks, last month. Um, I don't mind that they've been patient. I know that we're all waiting and wondering what's going to happen, but it's due process. You just have to let this thing um, take the steps that are necessary at the right time. So I, I can't say whether or not he was right or wrong, but I mean, I'm leaning towards, yeah, I think he was smart, probably not making a decision. I think they've been looking at... Hub cities under a microscope. They certainly have. There's been some great proposals. We t- we heard Vegas, but then, you know, listen, Vegas has gone through some problems of their own as well. There's been an, an uptick there, and there's been some situations there that have arisen that have made them pull back on that. Again, I don't know 100% where the hubs are going to be. I've heard yeah. people report that it's going to be Edmonton and Toronto. I'm not going to say it's Edmonton and Toronto until I actually hear the NHL officially say it's Edmonton and Toronto because we've we've been down this road before. Yes. We've heard yeah. these reports. I mean, every single trade deadline day, every single free agency day, it's like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of reporting that goes on, but not all of it's true. So I'm going to sit and wait until I get an official verification that it's Edmonton to Toronto. And listen, it very well may be, and it should be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. In my opinion, if Edmonton's one of the hub cities, I've said all along that it should be just strictly based off the first criteria, which is safety. And Louis, how how uh, how challenging is it for players to change? The, I mean, you're you playing the league a long time. You've worked the long league a long time as a broadcaster. Put yourself in the shoes of Jake yeah. and changing your lifestyle and and avoiding sort of contact with the the potential virus. You know, limiting your options in terms of you know you got to kind of stay in your your uh, your condo or stay in your house and have food ordered in instead of, you know, maybe there's three or four restaurants that you used to go to all the time and maybe at a time they weren't open and now maybe they are open and, oh, wait, you know, maybe there was an outbreak there. I mean, this, this, is a, this is a different type of challenge that's ever been experienced before for athletes, isn't it? Big time for anybody. You know, it's a, it's a different experience for you and I when we step outside. Anybody in any walk of life that steps outside right now and goes to do their work that are still working, which a lot of people are, and there's a lot of people that are out and about, the roads are full, you go to any store, any supermarket. I mean, Edmonton is buzzing right now. In my opinion, I don't know if I've ever seen it this busy on the roads in my life in Edmonton. Even in the middle of the summertime when everybody's on vacation and having a good time, it's very, very busy right now in this city. And I think that everybody here will agree that when you go out, um, you're still on high alert. You're very aware of what's going on, how close you are to people. Now, not everybody abides by that. I was in the grocery store the other day, and this guy just decided he was going to reach over my arm, like literally reach right over my arm to not wait for his turn to go <laughs> and get something. And I just kind of looked at him and was like, really, dude? Like... Have we not figured this out in a few months that maybe you can just wait for a second and then get your stuff afterwards? But listen, it's uh, it's an ongoing thing, Bob. I, I mean, from the from the hockey player's perspective, though, I can tell you this right now: there is uncertainty, no question. And if anybody thinks differently, if everybody thinks, oh, they're happy, they're back, they get to go to work, and all this, and I've heard people say, yeah, you know, let the millionaires go to work, and nobody cares, and all that. Well, listen, I can tell you this right now: these guys are young men that are put in a situation that they're not all really extremely happy to be in. I can tell you that right now. They're not happy to be in this situation. Everybody, Anybody that thinks that is just crazy. They understand the business side of this of this game. They understand that this is trying to make up amends, trying to get this season finished so they can look forward to the next year. And all of this goes into trying to minimize damage. Let's put this point blank. This is about minimizing financial damage if they can. And that, that sucks sometimes. For me, it sucks because it takes out what it means to be an NHL hockey player. It takes out the fans, number one and foremost. That's what you play the game for. If anybody says anything different, they're crazy. It's the limelight. It's being in that under that microscope. It's being in the fans' eyes and doing great things and failing and succeeding. This is what it's all about being a professional athlete. That is the draw. The money is a byproduct of that because it's entertainment. I understand that. But these players don't go into the game of hockey thinking they're going to make millions. They go into the game of hockey and they commit to it for years because they love the game and they want to play at the highest level. Simple as that. Taking the fans out of the equation is going to be, it's just going to be really bizarre. I'm sorry, it is. But the players, till this point, have said the right things and said, listen, they understand the business side of it. This is what they're going to do. They still want to award the Stanley Cup. It'll be unique. But I can tell you this right now, it'll be really interesting when this thing really does get down to a final vote. I don't know if we'll ever know the true numbers, but it'll be a lot closer than I think people think. Well, that's what Brian Lawton tweeted out today, who says, yeah. you know, Louis joins you know, us every, like, every Wednesday on Oilers now. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, it's, 
if you think that everyone just got a big smile on their face and they get to go from a place where they feel secure to a place maybe they don't feel secure and sit in a hotel room or sit in an apartment or their house if they have one there for two to three weeks to wait to go to another hub city where they don't necessarily live and they get to sit in a hotel again for potentially two months and go to and from a rink, to and from a practice facility, to and from meals. Really? I mean, listen, that's the sacrifice they'll make. They'll do it and they understand why they're doing it, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're all going to love doing it because they're not. They're not going to love doing it. It's going to be a grind, and that's why I said to you earlier in one of our shows, I think this will be the hardest Stanley Cup to win in the history of the game if it ever gets down to playing because it's just so unique and different that it's going to take a real tight team to come together and and muster through this to win this thing. So I believe it will be the, the most difficult Stanley Cup that's ever been won in the history of the game. Hey Louie, uh, by the way, this just in. When you were at the uh, when you were at the grocery store, was that Marty McSorley or Sandy McCarthy that was reaching <laughs> over your shoulder? Yeah, you know what? I uh, <laughs> well, I think I was kind of shocked to be honest with you. It happened twice. It happened twice in the same thing, and I just was like, you know what? Normally, I mean, this is what what our normal was, and that was the crazy thing about it is that. We're a very impatient bunch, and I'm I'm including myself in that group. Don't oh, I've, make, hey, I've driven with. Don't make I've, any mistake to think that I'm just calling people out. I'm, I'll be the first one to admit I, my patience is not the greatest sometimes. And oh I, yeah, I happened I happened to be in a good mood yesterday, so it was Canada Day. I had a smile on my face, and you know what? I kind of just brushed it aside, and I actually stepped aside both times. I just stepped wow. away. And I think that's something that uh, we're going to have to learn to do a little more often, Bob. We're going to have to sometimes step aside and say, okay, you know what? Some people maybe get it. Some people don't get it. And if they're ones that don't get it, then you have to be the one that gets it and make, be the bigger person. Just step away. All right. I'm going to give you a scenario where I don't think you're going to step aside here. You know, we've oh, had a we, we, we've had a lot of uh, uh, statues throughout the world come down. And uh, there's a couple. I mean, apparently Christopher Columbus, quite unpopular uh, for various uh, protests out there. Uh, Winston Churchill, which surprised me a little bit, but I've got two names that are non-starters for me, would be unacceptable for people to tear the statues down. Wayne Gretzky in Edmonton and Terry Fox. To me, those... I I can't disagree with you. To me, I think the gloves might have to come back and come off, and some people might have to, to like. And I'm not saying for a second that anybody would target those statues. I mean, when I when I think of what Terry Fox, I don't think we celebrate Terry Fox enough in this country. Um, he he's an absolute Canadian icon and hero. It's one of the saddest stories of all time, and uh, and it's become a great story in in spite of you know what transpired, but. You know he's a true Canadian hero. Wayne is Wayne, and so, uh, so uh, well, you agree with me on those two? I do agree with you 100. percent I know there was, and this was way back when the riots first started and the, the protests, and there was a group. I think it was in Texas. Maybe it was the Alamo. I, I can't. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get my historical right. facts wrong. Sure. I know you're a history buff, but there was some locals that came down with their own firearms and literally stood around and said nobody's touching this today and you know what nobody did right um so there are certain situations where people will stand up for certain things and uh yeah you know what listen i don't think anybody's gonna have any you know towards those two statues come on um they are two canadian icons and they're um 
you know, two of the nicest human beings it seems like that ever been on the planet. So I don't understand why anybody would have any ill will. Yeah, and I'm not saying anybody. Ha- I'm just saying that you know we've had a lot sort of that's made people reevaluate some things here. And uh, you know, who'd be the first guy to say that Terry Fox is one of the great? You know, maybe the greatest, one of the greatest Canadians of all time. Wayne Gretzky would be. You know, oh, Wayne. He'd be the first 100%. guy to tell you that all day. 100%. Yep. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Lou Dog. Take care, man. You too, Bob. Take care, bud. You bet. That's Louis Dabrowski is our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. We will tell you that Roos Chris Steakhouse is the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Open from Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at uh, Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. And all season long, our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers bring you the Oilers Now Injury Report. The team's healthy. We can report Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the ice at Rogers Place today, joining his teammates. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We're going to go to break. Uh, 1 o'clock, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And at 105 for Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.